Bonjour. <rire> Hello, welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast. If you joined us last week and you were disappointed that we didn't hear much football chat, uh, fear not, it's all back this week. There's no Super League chat, there's no circuses going on. We've just got good old-fashioned footy happening across the A-League, across Europe, and here to join me in going over it all again is Tommy Fort. How you going? It's back to normal, isn't it? A little bit. Nothing, it's like nothing ever happened. No repercussions, no sanctions, no fines, no points deductions. We're they, all good. They all said sorry all. and we're all over it. Exactly. Everyone's just going to let it go. But what if I don't accept their apology? I don't accept their apology. Uh, one to watch, I, I guess. One to watch. We've already given it more attention than it deserves, haven't we? I think so. Yeah. I like so that. So where do you want to start? You want to start with the, the Reds this week, don't you? Let's start with the Adelaide United loss. Get the... We'll get the shit out of the way. Get the shit out of the way. Swear jar. <laughs> swear jar. Uh, it's hard not to swear talking about this game because uh, very frustrating, very disappointing. Infuriating, some Infuriating. would say. Infuriating. Uh, yeah, I was tearing my hair out this game, which is good because I need a haircut. But also, this, this whole thing just from top to bottom... What is it about this particular game of football that made you tear your hair out? It's not even... It's, I mean, initially, on Anzac Day, we're the only like Australian sporting fixture that is commemorating the game in sort of the, the spirit of the day, and that you've got an Australian team playing a New Zealand team. And so that's a cool aspect to it, especially on the 25th. Yep. And if you want to feed into the narrative and the... You know, we all sure. have a day off and everything's cool, whatever. Everyone respect, whatever. Um, but there's not a single shred of media attention whatsoever. You know, all of the focus is on the AFL, obviously, with this long-standing tradition of game. That's cool. You do whatever you want to do. But I think we're a really unique... This is a really unique opportunity. And it, I think if people actually gave a shit about Anzac Day, they would respect the kind of thing that's going on here, but they don't. And it's not publicised and... And equally, not enough people give a shit about the A League. There's that, and we're also, there is that. We're definitely going to get into that later we'll, with we Western will be United. Getting into that, um, but do you, but there's there's an aspect to it where the A League can do absolutely everything right, and you can fully respect this this commemorative day, this thing that people hold so cherished, and they hold it really dearly to them. They yep. cherish it, and all of a sudden, it just it means nothing because it doesn't fit into the prescribed you know, formula of what the day is. Uh, and does that, surely that diminishes the day is what I'm trying to say. And so I went into the game pissed off with that aspect is what I'm maybe, really what I'm getting maybe. down I to. Don't, um, I don't know. I've never really thought about it, to be honest, until you've just put me on the spot right now. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So um, you should have a really articulate response to this. I tend to always try, complex uh, question. try and look at um, Anzac commemorations. Uh, in <coughs> separate to the said sporting events on the day and thing, you reckon? I well, reckon, no, I reckon that, they're fully just, intertwined. Just personally, that's just what I. But I've surely never, they're intertwined. No, yeah, you think what, Anzac what I'm day, saying is I've never really thought service, of it that way. MCG Collingwood Essendon, right? Sure, a little bit, yeah. It's just going to be a thing. For the, it's going to be. A I don't know. Maybe the, the fact it's a Sunday as well. 
Okay. It's just a, it was just part of the weekend. It was a funny but, uh, public holiday this yeah. weekend. I hope all my casual workers out there got their double time. Should we talk about some football? Hell yeah, we should. This game sucked. Nah. It did we, suck. We were good. I, we, were, we were very good and we should have won. We should have won. Um, and equal blame on ourselves slash referees. Yeah. We don't I, like to blame referees. But. No, which is why I was just thinking when you said that, I thought, oh, maybe we, we should take more responsibility because the game should have been beyond doubt before the referees got involved. It, yeah, it should have. Um, Tommy Urich again, our boy. Just uh, put the bloody goal away, man. He makes Come us, on. He makes it so hard to like him. But he, he wasn't alone, actually, in this game, though, because Craig Goodwin was pretty poor in front of goal. I, a few chances. Yeah. Their, their keeper had a decent game. I thought that was the poorest we've seen Craig this season since he's rejoined. He was a step behind everyone else. And that's a real shame because there was a couple of goals where he was put on an absolute platter. There was a particular chance at the back post where Halloran uh, burst in behind the defence, took on his man one-on-one, shot across the keeper, beautiful. Keeper parries it into the path of Goodwin. Yep. And if you know any other day, Goodwin tucks it away, but he kind yep. of trips over, the, trips over the ball. and uh, I don't know. He, yeah, at the 55th minute, I thought he was going to get subbed. And uh, we're going to deviate a little bit from the, you know, chronology of the game. But uh, the subs, why the fuck? I, I think we've given a lot of, um, you know, criticism towards Viet's subs. Maybe he's done too much. Maybe he we hasn't done enough. On. This game, he didn't really make a sub until the 77th minute or something like that. It was very late in the game. Yeah. And there were players on the park clearly struggling. I just, I've seen a lot of uh, talk about this online from people on various pages. Um, I think a few people have gone a bit off the rail on it. Um, people very angry about Carl's use of subs. I'm prepared to give a bit of benefit of the doubt, given we've been on such a good run. Um, He's seemingly making it work, isn't he? Yeah, I uh, maybe got it wrong on Sunday, but at the same time, like we said, we had the chances to put the game away. Yeah, I think. We'll, it's it's maybe one to watch because definitely the early part of the season that was an issue, the use of the subs. Um, so we'll see if it carries on. I, I don't think it's too much to worry about just yet, um, but we'll see. It's just, it's funny that it's flipped entirely, like 180 from doing too many subs to not doing enough subs. And <laughs> yeah, it is strange. Where is the middle ground? Someone help me. Uh, yeah, I thought Goodwin maybe could have had an early an early departure and we maybe 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 would have tucked away a chance anywhere between 60 to 70 but after the restart we were so dominant yeah it was a pretty even first half uh, both sides had chances we could have been down pretty early yeah they had those chances in the first couple of minutes hitting the crossbar yeah no Wellington were definitely they were up for the fight and they set up not too badly uh, I think tactically we were better than them and I think uh, probably individual talent we were better than them uh, better than them as well. I'm still a bit unsure about Wellington. I don't know if they're... It's hard I've watched them in games where I've thought, uh, fantastic, and I've thought they were great, and other games where they were completely underwhelming. So I don't know what they're... It's hard to say, isn't it? I don't I, know where they should be on the table, but I'd imagine they're disappointed with where they are. I think, are they outside the top six? Yeah, they are. They are outside, I th- aren't I they? Think, I think they're probably eighth, and I think probably eighth is where they should be. Yep. Given everything. When they brought... I mean, obviously, Ulysses de Villa is a wicked player. 
Yeah. He is fantastic. And I love watching him play. Uh, when they brought Cameron Devlin on, I thought he was fantastic as well. A little yep. bit of a shit stirrer, which is fine. Hey. Fine with that. If he was on our team, we would love it. That's cool. He wants to, t- he wants to stir it up. That's fine. But also, he's got the football to boot too. Um, ben Wayne, who's now scored, uh, I think it's four consecutive games. Which is Wayne is... or Wade? No, Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, definitely, definitely okay. Wayne. He scored four consecutive games, which equals the record with Rory House and Barbarossas for Wellington, which is pretty good standing yep. when you think about Wellington records. So Wellington have got a lot of good things going for them. Despite that, we should have won this game. We did. We should have won that game. We did. What am I talking about? Wouldn't we that should, be nice? We should have won We'd that game. We'd be top of the table yeah, right if now we if we did, did. We would be doing a very different Adelaide chat right now. <laughs> Should we talk about how good our goal the was? The goal, though? yeah. I was just thinking this pivots nicely into the goal. Unbelievable. So Brilliant essentially, goal. Essentially, the ball starts in a right fullback position with strain. True. On halfway. Carries it to football. halfway. Yep. Uh, did he carry it to halfway? Yeah, a little bit. I think he receives it just yeah. past halfway. Uh, knocks it into Mork, who does a brilliant turn. Beautiful Straight turn. away hits the feet of... Uh, Tommy. Tommy, who gets it out wide to Hallern with strain continuing his run. After playing it into Mork, Strain continues his run on the inside, inverted. Hallowen knocks it through. Cut back to Steph Mork, who continued his run. And it finishes with the two players who started the move. Excellent football. Amazing. It's, it, it's a breathtaking move, really. And it's, it involves four players on the pitch, and it's only a combination of eight or nine passes. And we've totally cut open the Wellington defence. On the back of us talking a lot about how bad our cutbacks had been at times. Yeah. I yeah. think I think they went to the ground and they trained them. That was excellent. Yeah. I was so I was fucking thrilled with that goal. That was and a Mork, brilliant Mork's goal. Mork's now got a good tally of goals to his name this season. Seven goals this yeah. season. That's pretty good for your attacking midfielder. What more can you ask for? It is good. Yeah. I think he equals both of our strikers. So that probably speaks volumes on the balance of the squad and the goal scoring output right now. But yeah, I still have my disappointments with Urich. Like we said, his in, his involvement for the goal though was really nice, and it's, it was good. It's what we've been harking back to that dropping a little bit deeper in between the lines of attack and midfield. Yeah, picks it up, feeds it wide, beautiful. The defenders are disjointed; they don't know where to go. If we go back to the the player that started the move, Ryan Strain. We were talking before we refreshed our memory uh, with some highlights about he's actually been uh, he's probably been one of our best players this season. I think he's Since been he's our come best back player. Into the team, he's been excellent. His game has gone to another level. Um, definitely the most improved player we have, if not the best player of the season. Yeah. For sure. And that's not... I don't think that's a very popular opinion, but... Probably not, no. But I think he has been excellent. Nonetheless, yeah. Really consistent. His output is 100% every game. And you can't really ask much more. He seems to be looking much more solid defensively. Yeah, makes fewer mistakes. And much more efficient going forward than he maybe has been in the past. And he just seems to be just... He's got that engine going and he's just working up and down for 90 minutes. It's excellent. Plays 90 minutes, runs deep beyond 94th minute. He's still in there trying to cut the ball back. So what more can you ask for, really? Yeah. Uh, Where should we move to? Do you want to talk about Wellington's uh, goals at all? Or should we talk about the winner? And just the overall frustration with the refereeing. Not it's, to blame the referee for the result, but no, it was one of the more poorly officiated games I've seen this season. I just we can just make make the point on the first goal. It, it just in no realm of the game it can be a goal because he's offside when he receives the ball. Yeah. So 
you can't give that a goal in any circumstance. It doesn't matter that Timotheo is taken out. Is it Soterio that's running on with the ball, or it's I'm not sure. Hemed or it's someone advancing with the ball. Yeah, and so, we're we're fine with Timotheo being sent off. Yeah, well, that it looked like that's what it should have been. It should have been called back for a red card and no goal. A free kick, a outside, free kick the outside the box. Red card to Timotheo. We hold our one nil lead. Yeah, but um, and I'd prefer that being one nil up. I think so too. Than going one all. Yeah, I don't. At least you're still winning the game. I guess. I mean, the yeah. Uh, okay, sure. I'd rather take the red card, but though, at that stage of the game. But the whole the whole point of the thing is, is that it's been ruled a goal when it it just in no absolute definitive rule of the game it should have been. No, no one's arguing up. that. No. Yeah, but no one, no one's arguing the other side either. I've not heard. I've listened. Mean? I've listened to all the A League podcasts from the weekend. I've listened to all the chat, read all the articles. Why is no one saying this isn't? He was in an offside position when he received the ball from the attacking play of a Wellington player. It shouldn't have been a goal. I think we reached. You this can't point call where it a goal. Don't want to. I don't know why it happens. It's like people were too afraid to call it how it is here. Sometimes, like. Um, if that was, you know, we'll get to it later, but if that was something like the Callum Wilson incident or the Azpilicueta incident, mm-hmm. uh, English media kind of have a, have a day with it. They rip it apart like they should. But we don't seem to do it here. We just seem to let it go. And Oh, no, the referees tried their best. We got fucking wrong. We've got VAR in here for this sort of thing. I swear, Jar. We've got VAR in here for this sort of thing. It's clearly, you can see... And The other issue is, I don't know if, like... The Fox Sports camera angles. It seemed like they only had like three cameras in the ground. So what, why even have VAR? Are we sure VAR runs off of the Fox cameras? I believe so. They must do, right? They don't have but their what own. Else, yeah, they're not facilitating no. their own. Yeah. No, it's Fox cameras. So whatever they've so got, what is you the go point? So then in each, the Adelaide Wellington game, is going to be different. They didn't, have even, they didn't have a camera on the other side of the ground. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it was only in the grandstand, and that's why we end up with like we with the Goodwin foul after what was it eight minutes, where that guy scissor tackled him, got a yellow card for it, and you think if VAR reestablishes, yeah. especially what you saw on the weekend, where fucking was it John Stones just tried to kick someone and got sent off for it? Like what the fuck is going on? Uh, it was the West Ham defender. Oh, it was the West Ham defender. Yeah, yes, West that's Ham. what it was. was it Balbuena, maybe? Yeah. Who played, like, we've got defenders getting sent off for kicking the ball, but... John here, Stones also yeah. got sent off for winning the ball and kicking someone on the way through. That this, this entire thing is just... It's fucking crazy. What is going on? This is not the game that I subscribe... I did not sign up to watch this shit. It's frustrating. The inconsistencies. Again, we'll get to it later with the Premier League, but... Um, there's lots to talk about with handball and VAR again, unfortunately. Yeah. Have you got any more on that Adelaide game? Or do you want to... You got any other A-League you want to talk about? Oh, I do love a bit of A-League chat. We do love a bit of A-League chat. Where do you want to go? The Friday night game was wicked. Wicked bad, but wicked crazy. Uh, Melbourne victory, five. Western Sydney Wanderers, four. Yes. I didn't see this because I was out at some local footy again. Love that. Um, yeah, but... Five, four, nine goals. Um, well, Victory getting a win too. I know. Isn't it just wow. remarkable? Remarkable. They've appointed Popovich and he's not even on the sidelines in his winning games. <laughs> That's how good he is. Yeah. Do you subscribe to the Popovich 
love affair. Uh, I've always rated him. I've always thought he's pretty good. He's achieved, sure. Yeah. But can he rescue this Melbourne victory side? <laughs> Not sure. You don't reckon? I don't know. I honestly don't know. They seem... I don't know. They have these names on paper, but they've got a lot of work to do. Their defence looks absolutely shocking. Well, they almost They're, threw away this 5-1 lead. Robbie Cruz is done. The Butterfield and... Whoever else in the midfield just not getting it done. Broxham's 100 years old yep. and was never good. <laughs> we just clear that up straight from the start. <laughs> we said that last week. Was his career rigged, <laughs> no, rigged or shit? Lee Broxham. Definitely rigged. shit. <laughs> Both. <laughs> yeah. So, who knows? So we got Melbourne victory. Don't really we'll, care. Yeah. We'll see what they do. We'll see if Papa can come in. And reshape the team. Yeah. Bring them up. I mean... Potentially. The whole thing of Melbourne Victory, how bad they've been this season and how hilarious it's been. Do you know they're not even bottom? That is un- <laughs> unreal, isn't it? The Newcastle Jets are bottom. Well, it just goes to show what we... Ex- it goes to show, A, what we expect from Melbourne Victory. To They're not actually bottom and we still think they're like just... The worst team Atrocious. in the world. Yeah. It also shows how much no one gives one <laughs> iota of crap about Newcastle. It's true. No one gives a fuck. They're bottom and no one cares. No, no one notices. There's not been a single word said on Newcastle falling on the bottom of the table. In Melbourne Victory's worst season since their inception. Do, people in, do the people in Newcastle even know? Yeah, do they care? I don't know. Are people in Newcastle? Judging by their stadium most weeks, I don't think anyone lives there. How the night's going. Maybe that's more of a like a ready, readily available indicator. Golly. The fucking nights. Yeah. Um, unreal. Newcastle, horrible. Melbourne victory, just as horrible. Yeah, just a little bit less horrible. Do you know what else is horrible? Go on. The entire idea of a Western United franchise. Ooh, shit. Horrible. Here we go. Why have we put in a team <laughs> called... I like this already. Why have we put in a team on the East Coast <laughs> called Western United <laughs> playing out of... Well, supposedly playing out of Geelong when they don't have a stadium ready for them yet, so they're playing out of a football ground, a footy ground. Aussie Wolves footy ground, mate. Oh, that big oval fucking thing, yeah, eh? Yeah, egg. Swear jar. Oh. And, uh, yeah, but we're talking footy, so... But they, they're playing out of there, but they're also playing home games now in Melbourne. Bing. Amy Park. Playing home games in Ballarat. Yep. I don't I know, mean, are they going to Launceston and Hobart next? Like, is it a <laughs> Western United World Tour, National Tour? What's going on? Do they think people in Queensland and New South Wales don't know that Ballarat and Geelong are the same thing? They're not the same thing. Ridiculous. And it's kind very of a, different places. It's kind of a shame for the players that play there because they've put together a decent team. They've got some really exciting players there. But it's just, I can't sit down and watch a football game like that with just like nothing to it. They don't have really any identity at all. It's just junk. They're constantly disjointed, yeah. It's a, it was a horrible idea. And now they have game, they had that game, was it Monday night at Amy Park against Newcastle, bottom of the league Newcastle, so that wouldn't help. No. But... But also With less than a thousand people in attendance. Oh no, nine hundred and ninety-one. And that's because who in who in the city of Melbourne <laughs> wants to go watch Western United versus Newcastle? Nobody. If they're really meant, nobody, they're meant to be from the west yeah. of Victoria. 
an eastern state. <laughs> it's just, Where are they I supposed to be understand. from? Coburg or I don't, some I, shit? Geelong. It's Geelong. They're meant to be from Geelong, I guess. I guess. Well, then just call them Geelong. Is that where, that's where they're building their stadium? Is it? I have no idea. They're building a stadium somewhere. I thought it was a pipe dream. Fucking, is it a who thing? Who knows? I just swear up. They're just... <laughs> I just can't believe it. And seeing them have that game with 900... Was it 990 people or something? Yeah. Oh, that's just embarrassing. There was it's 100%. <laughs> there would have been probably double the amount of people at Elizabeth Downs Friday night. Yeah, there watching was. Watching an amateur cup you game. You know there was. Yep. Ridiculous. The main argument is made that Preston Lions routinely get 4,000 out to their games. Yeah. And you're, you're looking at this and thinking, why the, why the hell are we doing this? Yep. It's... This is, this is the remnants of the disastrous FFA reign. And that was their final decision to add this third well, Melbourne team. It might to be. To add this fifth New South Wales it'd team. It'd be an overreaction on my part, but it does, it does give me a horrible anxiousness about what the NSL looked like in its dying days. Yeah. With just empty stadiums. Not because of COVID either. Just because... Just because they'd all been arrested. They're not no. like <laughs> <laughs> just because nobody yeah nobody was going to games no one was interested in some of these teams that had just lost their identities really like but none of these teams have identities that's well, that's thing. what i mean but we're we're fortunate because you and i are 28 years old and adelaide united has been around for 15 16 17 years yeah and so for as long as we've been functioning teenagers adults we've been able to identify with this team yeah but anyone before us has really no reason to attach themselves to this team. And no. that's for all of the A-League teams. Yeah, a little, I guess. You can obviously, you can obviously dive in and Like you say, like we're join. defined geographically as Adelaide. Mm. Melbourne Victory are defined geographically as Melbourne. What the fuck are Western United ge- like, geographically defined <laughs> as? I don't know, if like, Anything out West. It's, it only works from a Melbourne perspective. Like they're from. If you're in Victoria, sure, they're in the west of you. If you're in Adelaide, they're east of you. They're, everyone is fucking east of you. Perth are like west. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? There are people legitimately thinking this site is from Western Australia. <laughs> I don't think there is. No, there are. I've no, seen not. them comment online. There's not. No, Come they on. think they are. Come on. No, you see them on the far post Perth. If you're subscribed to the same obscure Western Australian news I am, you would know. It'd be like if they plunked a team in Adelaide and just called it like, you know, <laughs> the Southern, I don't know, Southern Adrenaline. And they played out of that. Maybe not, <laughs> not Southern because Adelaide's South, but like, you know. No, it would work. No, it would like, work. Southern they, Adrenaline they a, a good name. A, they put a team in Adelaide called like the Northern, Northern Adrenaline. The Northern put Wolves? It in Adela- Northern Wolves in Adelaide. When like, you know, there's nothing north about Adelaide in terms of Australia. Like, yeah. it's just a dumb idea. I've probably gone way too much on a rant on that, but it's <laughs> like it's really petty. But but this is no, I think the it's fair. We there's, can't start clubs like this that don't have an attachment to an area. How are they meant to build? All of the things you have said feeds into the reality of Western United getting 990 people to their game. Yeah, no one gives a fuck. No one cares. And because it, it does it's also, because yeah, it does also lead into why they don't, they don't really, they play home ground, home games in like 
four different cities. Yeah. <laughs> what's going on? How is that a team? Uh, just what a, are you? You're a franchise. And they're only young too. Yeah. So what's this? Two years old. Second season? Third yeah. season? Two years. Two, three, yeah. Bloody hell. It's a bad start. Anyway, that's my rant on Western United. But their team's not bad and they could be a threat. The team's not bad. They are mounting a charge for sure. Them and Brisbane right now, they have games in hand and they're winning fixtures. And they look like the way that the A-League is setting out, maybe Melbourne City is going to win it, I think. They're probably going to pull away and win it. They look to be the best side, don't they? But anywhere between two and six ridiculously open for chance anyone could finish anywhere we saw Brisbane win just earlier 4-0 against the Mariners so yeah yeah that's a big result and then I think come come finals it's going to come down to someone's going to have to really good have a have to have a really good day at a time when Melbourne City are a have bit a, off have a bit of an off day which, I think. which can happen which can happen we yeah. saw in the opening that's fixture Adelaide Melbourne City Jamison gives himself sent off and we completely dominate them from there in I mean, that can happen. That's, that's a one-off game. That's the beauty of yep. having finals games, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Have you got anything else, A-League, you wanted to touch on? Just the media response, the Western United, uh, low crowd attendance. There was The mainstream media finally realised that A-League exists, but only yeah. to kick it in the guts while it was at its lowest point. To have news.com, Yahoo, 9 News in Adelaide, 7 News in Adelaide. I mean... They have never, ever commented once on a Melbourne team. They've never seemed to care. They've never cared. But all of a sudden, there's less than a thousand people at a game and our, and our South yep. Australian local news want to touch on it. Are you serious? How can you not say there's vested interest in keeping this game down? I know. Like, we just teed off on it, but we watch the game. We watch the sport. Yeah, unfortunately. These guys don't care. And all they want to do is any chance they can get to shit on it, they'll shit on it. Yeah. They never talk good about it whatsoever. Yeah. We've, I think in nearly every single episode we've done now, I think we've touched on um, football in the media in this country. Media bias. Which is sad. Definitely. Well, because it's it, there. It exists. It's, it's yeah, an ever-present. Yeah. This is what we grapple with. We yeah. are the Sheilas and the Wogs and the Poofters, and we always will be. Yeah. That's my... Do you want to apply any context context to that oh yeah of course it's the johnny warren novel yeah, yeah. from yep. uh the early 90s great book <laughs> all right rip, we might rip johnny we might have a break there and we'll come back and talk europe can't wait plenty to touch on gonna wait plenty legal <laughs> you're right this wine does suck it does suck it's I, not a good wine maybe that's why it was discounted half price maybe uh should we shout it out or not? Nah, don't shout it out. Are they going to listen? Nah. I mean, it's a pretty... I mean, it's Newcastle, so I guess that's why it sucks. Maybe. Not Newcastle United, though. True that. Because they got a massive draw against some Merseyside Snakes. They did. I mean, I'm a little bit upset. They played against 11 guys with no limbs, so why didn't they win? I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Literal snakes. <laughs> Literal snakes are just nah, no. slithering around. Uh, no, no. Anyway. Um, Minus James Milner. He's the only one that came out of this with any glory. Fair. Fair. Um, no, but shout out Newcastle. Shout out Newcastle. We've given them a rough time on here. A very rough time. And they've, they've deserved their rough time. I still... They still deserve their rough time. I still think we should relegate four teams this season and one of them should be Newcastle. But, okay, fine. If you're going to stay up, you're going to stay up. Mainly the only reason I bring up the game is because of uh, the 
Probably the worst handball decision you'll ever see in your life. Ever. Ever? Ever. Yeah, ever. More than the Adelaide-Wellington game? Yeah. Well, please, elaborate. Tell me more. Uh, I just realised we never even talked about the penalty. No, there was a lot of moments in the Adelaide game we didn't touch. Like the Urich foul, apparently. Well, there you go. We skipped over the Wellington penalty. I was done now. Um, The Wilson handball. You got any thoughts? Just everything that we've Nothing said. Nothing needs to be said, does it? For the previous 10 episodes, there's... There is... I mean... If I had a goal chalked off of me for that, I would be ropeable. Oh, I'd quit the game. I'd, <laughs> I'd just walk off. I'd be like, just take your boots this, off, man. Take your shin, shinnies off and just walk off. Yeah. What a ridiculous... <laughs> Throw them at the linesman. I know we it's just not have his to, fault. Players will, teams will just start recruiting players with no arms. I hope so. Or they have to sign a contract where they get their arms surgically removed to play football just in case no, they not score even, a goal not like even that. removed just like pinned down to their pinned side so they don't just run I around mean, with no balance the same bullshit happened with um, Bambino earlier in the season against Palace where he's literally just pointing where the ball wants to be played and yeah. he gets called offside for it it's happened all season long the VAR we know it does not work it does not work because we keep having the same fucking conversations about it every week there's no consistency in it. All it does is it favours the bookies. I don't, and that I don't, is my contention. I don't know what person in the history of this sport, aside from that referee, can look at that incident with Callum Wilson and honestly decide that that's handball. It just, it, I was honestly baffled. He's just, and then he's especially running. when you contrast it with um, the Azpilicueta handball, yep. which... Uh, to be clear, I don't think either should be handball. But like, uh, come how on. One, how one, one is, is given and one, and is one isn't. And the one that looked like more handball wasn't given. And the one that's just, quite frankly, not a handball, his arm is just on his... I don't, I don't understand. It just... I mean, and it, it, it feeds into... the. This main... is not good. This cannot be good for the game. No, of course it's not. Because it's it, horrible. It, it makes idiots like us talk about it at length. And it's... I was watching the Leeds-Snakes game on the weekend and an incident occurred in between probably the Callum Wilson and the as people, uh, the Dave... <laughs> the fucking Dave epilogue. Yeah, swear jar. <laughs> uh, where Luke Shaw pretty much just moves his arm towards the ball, but because he's moving his body in the same direction, it looks like, in inverted commas, it looks like his body and his arm is in a natural position. But no, yeah. he's moved his body towards the ball and controlled it with his arm to deviate it away from the lead striker. No, play on. But then you look at yeah. some of these incidents and you think, what? How? How? It's the, that's what How? gets everyone so agitated is the cons- level of consistency. And the lack thereof. Crazy. It's bad. Well, yeah, the lack of consistency, yeah. Uh, do you have any actual Premier League games you want to talk about? Yeah, or are we I just watched, talk no, 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 I watched, I watched Wolves and Burnley. And I know, typically, that doesn't sound like a very sexy fixture. But this game was fucking brilliant. Can I just boast my previous criticisms of Wolves? Go on. Well, that's it. That's just... That's just it. That's just it. I'm just... You have to go back and listen, you know? Yeah, good luck, everyone. But, uh, yeah, Wolves, very underwhelming. Very average. Really not that great a side. Maybe it is the lack of Diego Jota and uh, Raul Raul Jimenez. 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 Um, Yeah. 
that that probably does play a big part to it. But to get beaten four 0 by Burnley, four 0 by Burnley, you're doing something. You're doing a lot wrong. It's pretty, yeah. Yeah, one 0 to Burnley would be bad. Yeah. Two 0 to Burnley, two 0 three, unimaginable. Four should be relegated. <laughs> Just automatic relegation. Relegate. That'd be great. So we're wouldn't that be a great aspect of the game? At this rate, we're gonna have eleven teams relegated. That's fine because we've got the six snakes to go down. That's okay. West Brom, Sheffield, yep, uh, Newcastle, definitely, and Burnley, and Burnley. There you go. That's a, maybe, that? maybe and Wolves. Sorry, and Wolves. Yeah. So eleven, eleven teams. We'll have a nineteen Premier League next year. That's fine. There's some coming up. No, because uh, we'll, we'll have twelve teams. The ones that are coming up suck. You want the ones coming up below the ones that have got the parachute payments and the ones that are just yo-yoing between the Premier League because apparently you make more money doing that. I don't know. We we'll have to look more deeply into that. But the the whole Wolves Burnley fixture just see Sean Dyche's ridiculously smug face on the sideline like yes, one time I got it right. Yeah, I can't stand that guy. He's I don't know why guy. he just is it because he's ginger that we don't like him. Probably, <laughs> which that's not fair. No, I'm ginger. He's a smug no, idiot. I am ginger, and I kind understand of. what he goes through. A little bit. I'm referred to as redhead guy, so <laughs> he's a smug. He's a smug ginger. No one wants that. Yeah, he's a smug idiot. Know your place. Yeah. But he's managed a 4-0 win against Wolves, which, yeah, I think reflects more on uh, Wolves than it does on Burnley, probably. That's good. I've got some Chris Wood stats. Go on. Uh, he, his first half hat-trick was the first away first half hat-trick since Michael Owen scored one f- uh, against Newcastle in 1998. Which there is a pretty go. wild stat. Yeah, it's not bad. But also, what it did was that it brought up uh, Wood's 10th and 11th goal of the season, which meant that in four consecutive seasons, Chris Wood has scored 10-plus goals in the Premier League. And go. can you believe there's only six other current active players that have done that? Ooh. Yeah. How many others? Six. Am I having a guess at them? You're going to have a guess at them, yeah. Uh, the best part about this game is I don't have the answers. Oh, well, don't worry about it then. <laughs> well, I'm not going to try and guess it then. I've got a fair idea. How many years are. in a row did you say? Four. Okay. So Vardy's one? No. Why wouldn't he? He's not. You just said you didn't know the answers. No, I have a fair idea what the answers are. I don't you have, have a fair idea, but you don't know. Yeah. Well, that game's done. <laughs> you don't have any more guesses? No, I don't, I don't want to play now. You've annoyed me. Oh, Aguero was one, but sure. I was going to say Aguero, but... Yeah, well, we just won't address it then. Fine. No, don't worry about it. Hey, we can talk about the Hall of Fame instead if you want. Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) I like that. A Premier League Hall of Fame all of a sudden (laughs) has popped up. I mean, in in the vein of Super League, in the vein of American owners getting their way, Hall of Fame seems fair. So we've dropped in uh, Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer. Ah, two strikers. No arguments there, though, is there from anyone? Probably well, not. maybe the fact that they're both strikers. No, because there's then another 20-odd nominees or whatever. Yeah, but they didn't win. They're not in it, are they? Or are they? That's to be voted on. Okay. So you might, you might get a defender. How many of them will go in, do you know? I don't know. I have no idea how it's working. All I saw was this big list of players that have been nominated. Um, it's all your usual suspects, you know. Burkamp, Schmeichel, Gerrard, Keane, Fowler... Beckham, uh, Andrew Cole's in there, Les Ferdinand, Drogba, Cantona, 
Sol Campbell was the surprise for me. I don't know about that. Sol Campbell seems, seems fair, generous. but also it's very... But they're Engl- just nominees, I guess. That's English-centric, isn't it? Because obviously he's England centre-back, so that makes sense. I mean, I would probably prefer Company, maybe. Yeah, is well, Company is not nominated, which no. is interesting. Yeah, there's, I mean, obviously... And someone like Matt Letizia is... Yeah. No, never no. never really won anything. But Letizia was kind of an iconic yeah, yeah, footballer but I mean, in the Premier League in his... You know, it's if you look at years. his, you look at his, um, you look at his career and what he's got, um, not just team wise, but even like individually, he won the odd Player of the Month award. You know, hardly Hall of the Fame stuff. I don't think is all. That's but fair. A very good player. That's fair. Yeah. No, that's fair. Uh, the, he scored uh, some banger goals. I did just want to add the uh, notably Ryan Giggs was not included in this. Do you have any thoughts on this? Just just before we get into it. Go on. Do you want to just rehash the, the oh, failed attempt go. at guessing? So Jamie Vardy was one. Thank I'm you. So, I'm so sorry. Vardy, Aguero. How many seasons? Four seasons. <laughs> yeah, four seasons. Vardy, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Aguero. It was Vardy. Is Kane on there? Uh, You've got the answers no. in front of you, apparently. He's not. He's not? So no, he is. No, he is. Was Aubameyang, has he been four seasons yet? Not, not Aubameyang, but an Arsenal teammate. It's not Laka, is it? It is Laka. Oh, wow. Yeah, apparently it's Laka. That's surprising. I guess the issue is, uh, how many goals was it in a season? It's 10 plus. 10 plus, yeah. But the, the disappointment would be Laka only gets 10 or 11. I mean, I guess, but, but to have only six players in, the, in four consecutive seasons in the Premier League to score 10 or more goals, only six, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I guess and so. And so to be in that group, is, it seems like a really monumental effort, to be honest. Yeah, for Chris Wood. For Chris Wood, it's, ins- <laughs> it's insane. But for like... It's incredible. You know, what are the num- like? Maybe even Vardy. That's a Over those good four idea. seasons, if you compare Aguero and Vardy to Chris Wood. Yeah, I mean, you know, we know who, would, who you would exactly, rather. <laughs> yeah. Vardy, who you didn't think would be in there somehow. Yeah, I, th- I thought maybe there was a season there where he didn't reach those heights, but sorry, my bad. No, nah, he's just killed it since they won the Apparently, league. Yeah. yeah. He's been good for five consecutive years, so good on him. All right. Get um, it, Jamie. Yeah. There's uh, two more you haven't guessed. Oh, fuck me. Swear jar. Who are they? Just tell me who they are. Uh, Salah and Son. Huh. Yeah. Go on. Tell me more about Ryan Giggs and that his was exciting. indiscretions. Well, I don't know. I was going to ask you your thoughts on... Uh, Obviously, Ryan String Giggs him has... Up, cancel him. Get rid of him. Ryan Giggs has bars. 13... Children? Premier League titles. children. Has 13 Premier League titles. Doesn't get nominated. Fair? Mm-hmm. Or not fair? Fair? Uh, no, it's probably not fair. I mean, there's, there is such a huge conversation to have, and I think it comes down to... I don't know the answer, by the way. That's, just, no, this is what I was going to get yeah. at. It comes down to your personal objectivity to the whole thing. I'm I'm a I think I subscribe to separating the art from the artist and separating the football from the footballer maybe, and so to not nominate Ryan Giggs because of his off-field indiscretions because they don't fit with societal norms or because they go again. No, he did. He hurt people, and we have. He to, did. He hurt people. We have yeah, to acknowledge it. We have to acknowledge it. And I'm not a defender of Ryan Giggs. I don't care for him no, in absolutely. any way. No. Um, but to it's the argument is more whether I, whether or not you just look at. You can't diminish his output yeah. in the Premier League because of the weird, scandalous, sexually motivated shit that he's done off the field. Yeah. 
Which is what I think. And I think that with musicians as well. And I think that with maybe artists, with filmmakers and stuff too. Yeah. I mean, I'll still watch a Woody Allen film, even though I'll still watch Louis C.K. stand-up because, yeah. you know. I guess it comes with, um, like, I guess if you were to say, you were look, to look at it, the point of view of like actors and things that have, uh, you know, uh, lost, lost jobs because of it, because of things they've done. Kevin which Spacey. Is, Kevin Spacey is one that springs to mind. Um, but that's kind of, he's kind of like, he's currently a participator in the industry and then been told you're done. Whereas I guess Giggs is retired already. Um, he had his career and now he's, uh, we know he's had issues in the past, but new DV cases coming to light. I guess he's already, there's nothing you can't kind of, like he can't lose his job as a footballer because he doesn't play anymore, mm. is my point, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the answer. Would you still recognise his achievements? Is pretty much what we're asking. Yeah. It's, yeah, I'm not sure. I honestly don't know what the answer is. Maybe. If you were to say that, then you would, you would exclude, was John Terry nominated? John Terry was nominated, yeah. Well... But what? Has he not been engaged in similar activities to Ryan Giggs? Uh, like, would they have known about the uh, DV domestic, allegations domestic before? Violence. I mean, this would have been sorted this, because the DV allegations were very recent, weren't they? They were only within the last month. Unsure, but this is like these nominees only came out this week, so you'd imagine they were still finalising. Yeah, slots, and then it wouldn't have been yeah for them to announce it. They could have just easily swapped him off the list if he yeah. was on there. Yeah, I, suppose. I don't know. I think as a football, he deserves recognition as a footballer, and I think he probably would have a place in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I just, I mean, it's know, easy for us to say. You know, it's interesting. The more we talk about it, the more I think, oh, actually, fuck I know. this guy. I know. Maybe fuck him. I don't care. Well, I was, just also, gonna, I was just going to say, the more we've had, the so more many we talk about winners. it, the more I feel that we're like, it's really easy for us to say, it's fine to acknowledge him because we're not obviously <laughs> victims of that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that yeah, it's uh, it's funny. Yeah, the more we talk about it, the more I think actually, fuck this guy. Because um, because we've had so many. Yeah, but we talk about Ryan Giggs beating people up. Like yeah, I know, I'm just saying, swear jar. <sighs> he <laughs> that we've had so many good wingers before and since then. Maybe we don't need to acknowledge this guy. Maybe, yeah. Was Stanford Beckham nominated? Beckham what are the nominees? Nom- Beckham's yeah. nominated. Ronaldo? Um, no. No Ronaldo. Interesting. So it's Tony Adams, David Beckham, Dennis Burkamp, Sol Campbell, Eric Cantona, Les Ferdinand, Didier Drogba, Ashley Cole, Andrew Cole, Rio Ferdinand, Robbie Fowler, Stephen Gerrard, Roy <laughs> Keane, Frank Lampard, <coughs> Paul, Paul Scholes, Peter Schmeichel, Michael Owen, Matt Letizia, John Terry, Robin Van Persie, Nemanja Vidic, Patrick Vieira, Ian Wright. Wow. Was there anyone outside so, of the same four clubs? Are uh, you serious? Yeah. No, so the Premier it. League doesn't exist. Essentially. All right. I hate this concept. Yeah. Well, fuck anyway, this, do you have any more on the Premier League or do you want to just stop it there? Yeah. I thought, the, I thought the West Brom Aston Villa game was really interesting. West Brom Villa. Yeah. Uh, obviously no Jack Realish and still no Declan Rice. Yeah. Villa had to rally to equalise in the 93rd minute against a maybe already relegated West Brom 
Newcastle have been outstanding the last three games and uh, Aston Villa really had to fight and claw and do everything they fucking possibly could to get a point out of this game. Yeah. Which is really disappointing, I guess, for West Brom because they it's almost similar to how Fulham slumped to that last-minute defeat against Wolves. You could see just the energy in the team. Everyone yeah. dropped. And it was... And you can see a team consigned to relegation now. I think disappointing for Villa too on the obviously. balance of their season. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Definitely. They had all these games in hand. They've punched above their weight quite a bit this season. And uh, they're just starting to kind of fade away a little. Still below Arsenal. Above or below? I think they're below. Did you mean above? No, they're below. I wouldn't have a clue. We don't say their names anymore though, remember? Snakes. Well, they're still below Leeds. Which is what I was getting at. So is half the league. <laughs> I mean, it's true, but also Leeds would be fourth if we cut all the snakes. Oh, out people of don't want to hear you talk about Leeds all the time. Yeah, but Leeds are the fourth best team that aren't snakes. So what do you That's want true. to say on the current table? I mean, it'd be interesting if someone had the time to go through and take out all the fixtures against snake clubs and see who would be on top. Then yeah. I, it would probably be Leicester, wouldn't it? It'd be Leicester, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would probably read true if you just cut. Be them interesting all out. to see the difference though in the table between which which teams have taken maybe taken more points off the the snakes, but lost games they should have won against bottom sides. You that's know, true. be interesting. That'd be cool. But yeah, that's all I got. If, any, if anyone has that information, please send it in. No one's gonna have that information. No, they're not. It would be nice to get an email though. Um, you got any more England? No, that's it. That's Fuck. it. Uh, would you like to go to... Where would you like to go? We've got Italy. We've got Germany. Let's go... France. Let's go Italy. You want to go to Italy? Yeah. <coughs> well, it's just about done. <laughs> it's just about wrapped up. All right, let's go Germany. It can no. be finished up this week. Um, big change in the table this week for the Champions League spots. Milan were second going into their game. Uh, now sit fifth. Out of the Champions League after being top for the first half of the season. Wow. They're now fifth uh, with Atalanta storming up into second place. Love to see that. And Inter on the verge of winning the title. Their first title since the Mourinho treble. Unbelievable. Yeah. And Juve have not entered contention whatsoever. They're not anywhere near it, are they? No, No, they're 13 points behind Inter. It's not going to happen. But they're still only two points behind second. But I guess Champions League spot's a Champions League spot. Atalanta won't mind anywhere in that top four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They'll finish anywhere in there. But uh, for Inter, they've got Crotone this week. Crotone. Crotone. And uh, if they win that and Atalanta drop points at Sassuolo, yeah, at Sassuolo, then Inter will be champions. So There you go. It's all coming up for them. All that shit. Conte and his boys. Everything you predicted two months ago. I was, it was obvious though, wasn't it? Maybe. It seemed obvious. You were the only one saying There was still it. the threat of... Uh, everyone still kind of had that thought that maybe Juve would come good at some point, as we expect them to. Because they've stormed home in recent years when they've looked... Their title challenges looked a bit dicey and they've stormed home with points yeah. in the second half of the season. Down and out. But it's not happening now. Uh, the only other point I wanted to make on Italy was in relation to... Uh, AC Milan goalkeeper, Gianluigi Donnarumma. Oh, yeah. And this, um, oh, everyone yeah. in, I'm sure everyone in the footballing world is familiar with, uh, how do you say his name? Is it Rayola? 
the manager? I think the so. The agent? The agent? I think so. I don't know his first name. Someone, Rayola. The Rayola. football agent. I think yeah. Rayola's fine, yeah. But basically, um, Donnarumma and Rayola are wanting 12 mil a season to stay at Milan. I'm sorry, how many? 12 million. 12 million. Euros. 12 million euros. Milan are only offering 12 seven. million. Yes, I said oh, 12. Oh, only seven. <laughs> in relation to the 12. In context to the 12. Only seven. Milan are offering seven. And my point is, it keeps being referred to that Rayola keeps rejecting the offer, not Donnarumma. Because everyone in Italy loves Donnarumma and he's clearly going to be Italy's number one for a long time. And it's like, we have this opportunity to make Rayola look like the bad guy, which he is, without putting any of the responsibility on the players that hire him as an agent, yeah. you know? If this guy's such a big problem, why are players, like, still getting him? Like, he's just nothing but trouble. Is he the Pogba agent? Maybe. I believe he's the Pogba agent. Probably. Yeah. This sounds um, like it. But at what point do we put some blame on the player as well? I think we should be. Obviously. The agent, he's definitely a cover for the player's intentions, whether that is good or bad. Um, the agent can go out, swing his dick around, try and demand whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. It doesn't... Because it keeps being reported a lot that... Um... Uh, sorry. It keeps being reported that it's Ray, like Rayola is rejecting these bids without any mention of the player rejecting the yeah. bid. Surely, as though, as though the player isn't making any sort of choice of his own. Exactly. Like surely, he's just in the hands of this agent. Surely the player is feeding the intention of the agent. Like that's yeah. that's the idea. The agent informs; he doesn't decide. Yeah. And it's, so it's it, a massive issue in it's, football. It's, it's ridiculous. Such, it's such an easy smokescreen for a young player or any player for that matter to hide behind the ill yeah. intention of an agent and say, "Oh, it was we all the it, agent." We saw it, it in the um, if you watched the. Netflix Sunderland doco. I did, yeah. And the contract ne negotiations with players. Mm. And just, oh, you know, oh, it's in my agent's hands. Like, grow up, man. Yeah, take responsibility. Grow up and take some responsibility for what you want to do, you know? <clears throat> if you want to, if you genuinely are giving it to your agent to find you a better offer, just say it. Yeah. Just at least be honest about it. Exactly. Don't try and hide behind it, you know? It comes back to... There was a similar situation with... Uh, Viduka and Kuehl had the same agent at Leeds. And... Uh, Harry... Uh, Mark Viduka split up with the agent. And Harry Kuehl continued with the agent. Mm. And Harry Kuehl ended up being the fucking dog in the situation at Leeds United when they went bust. And somehow Mark Viduka covered himself in glory. And you wonder how. <laughs> you wonder if it had anything to do with the agent. Yeah. Perhaps it did. Interesting. It's always it's a, it's murky waters because the yeah. agent is only acting, he's he's he and she, but I don't know of too many female agents. They're acting within their own self interest, because they they have they ha they own nothing. They have no attachment to the player. They they have no yep. skin in the game whatsoever. So they are just you know elevating themselves upon actual people with talent in order to scrape the yep. bare minimum amount of money off of them. It's horrible. It's really bad. Yeah. It's really bad. Um, yeah, I just brought it up because it is a peeve of mine. And like, we have to, yeah, at some point we have to consider the the players taking responsibility as well as the agents. For sure. No, I definitely but, agree. What I wanted to actually talk about <coughs> Italy quickly. 
is it seems like the three clubs that sign up to the Super League maybe slid under the radar a little bit. And we talk about Milan and Inter kind of affectionately. But mm. they were also involved in the Super League concept. So how, yeah, they do, were. Do you know how that's been received in Italy at all or not? Uh, well, not well. I'm not really sure, to be honest. I haven't read a lot about it there. But how do you feel about it the... personally? Considering... Oh, <laughs> Knowing you... The same way I feel about... Arsenal, yeah. That's what Arsenal, I was going to say. Yeah. Knowing I do you, have this fondness for Milan, always have. But they're just... As fond as Arsenal, I would think. Uh, Maybe, yeah. Yeah. But they're just... Uh, you can't back this sort of thing. The only the only stuff I did see was... It might have been a minority, though. was like Juve fans that were happy with it. Of course, because their club is super in debt. Yeah. And they need this. But, um, like... What was interesting was the um, was it the Juventus president coming out and talking about you know um, the debt they have and these problems and you know they're trying to they tried to do this you know to improve blah 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 and it's like mate you've been the one in charge of this club for the last ten years so what have you done how have you fucked it up so bad exactly. swear jar how have you messed it up so bad like you know how much money do we owe it's some like you only don't try and blame COVID for everything like. Exactly, yeah. which is a great cover for everybody and everyone's failings right now. But yep, oh, uh, it's hard. That's all I've got for Italy. I'll just quickly plot along to Germany if you don't mind. Um, old Nagelsmann, that <laughs> just running off. Right, uh, Julian Nagelsmann moving from Leipzig to Bayern. Um, he was. Reported about like maybe looking at like a move to the Premier League for a while. And I remember at the time, this was just after he moved to Leipzig. And a lot of the football media that we listen to, like podcasts and stuff, were talking about, you know, oh, maybe he has to, if he comes to the Premier League, he'd have to prove himself at like an Everton or something. Like, <laughs> like a lot of years. Yeah. Like <laughs> this guy, like it's just a complete disrespect for. It always uh, is. For the German league, there. For the, just the achievements outside of England. No one yeah. respects it at all, man. Even when Mourinho came to Chelsea, there were doubts Nagelsmann, cast upon him. Nagelsmann had an excellent record at Hoffenheim, where yeah. he made his name. Yes. Hoffenheim, where yes. He, he got them to... He had them in top four, top five finishes. Top four, like, yep. And you're going to sit there and say he needs to prove himself at a club like Everton. Hoffenheim are kind of a German Everton. He's done it. Did it. Got him results. And then he's gone to Leipzig. They're sitting second. They're going to finish second behind Bayern. But even, even then, a German Everton... Everton are still paid double, if not triple, what a German Everton would be paid. Yeah. Like, to not achieve... Look at this Everton team, man. Dominic Calvert-Lewin. James Rodriguez. Gilfie Sigurdsson. Richarlison. They, Richarlison. Theo Walcott. Like, they've got... Uh, Seamus yeah, yeah. Coleman like, like they've got players coming out of their ass. Jordan Pickford they've got the England number yeah. one keeper it's insane he took it's, a lowly it's not, it's not even comparable what he, they do in Germany is way better than what they do in England he took a lowly Hoffenheim into a top four finish and then got himself the move to Leipzig and now he's got himself a move to the biggest club in Germany and one of the biggest in Europe if so, not the biggest and if you don't not. just get a coaching gig at Bayern if you're no good so exactly um I have other different thoughts on <laughs> Bayern and the way they go about their business. Mm-hmm. but Which is fine. Um, credits to Nagelsmann, I guess. 
He's a great coach. It's individually, I've enjoyed, it's a great honor. I've enjoyed uh, the progression of his career since watching his Hoffenheim teams a few years back. Yep. Yeah, so good on him. That's all I've got. No, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Big fan. What do you think about... <laughs> there, was a, there was a post by a very prominent uh, English social media channel during the week about how Germany maybe doesn't have any real rivalries because Bayern seem to vacuum up every single player or manager that exists in Germany. What do you think? I did see that and I thought it was a ridiculous post because the first thing it really does is completely neglect uh, the fan, really. Tell that to German football fans. Exactly. Tell that to Dortmund Schalke fans when they're in the stadium Schalke. together. Tell the supporters that there's no, there's no rivalries in Germany. Yeah. Like, it's just a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah. Who are the Berlin, Union and Hertha? Union you Berlin tell those and Hertha Berlin. Exactly. You tell yeah. both of those sets of fans there's no, there's no rivalries in Germany. What yeah. the fuck are you talking there's, about? There's plenty of great derbies in Germany. And, and for to, anyone that's ever tuned in to watch German football, when the stadiums, when they're allowed to have crowds, it is like, it's probably the best league for entertainment that you could watch. Exactly. And what it insinuates is that England don't engage in this sort of thing. And when you look at it, all of the Chelsea legends are West Ham. And we've seen yeah. Torres go from Liverpool to Chelsea. We've seen Tevez go from Man United to Manchester City. Yeah. We have seen countless times Mourinho has managed Chelsea, Man United, Tottenham. The they big have... clubs across all leagues will buy players from their lesser opponents. Precisely. It's it happens happen. all the time. It happens. Man, you paid Leicester £80 million. Pounds. For Harry Maguire. Yeah. It happens. So in terms of that, it was the it was the the Bleacher Report, I think it is, isn't it? That page that posted that. The football community. The football community. Yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. I think the Bleacher is American. Yeah, the football community is English. Not sure. It was terrible though. Um, yeah, basically saying there's no rivalries in Germany. Ridiculous. Crazy. What a crazy contention. It's not true. Yeah. Um, that's all I've got. Uh, unless you wanted to touch on France at all. Yeah, let's talk about France. I'm so glad we've been investing in France of late because that is the best title race in the top five leagues in Europe, I think. Yep, it's tight. Without a doubt. Lille, Lille, 73 points. PSG, 72. Monaco, 71. What more could you ask for right now? Especially when you've got the two big money teams at two and three right now. You've got the underdog punching above their weight, kicking ass all the way through. They just beat Lyon. Uh, 3-2 on the weekend, which sits Leon in fourth on 67 points. Yep. You know, there's only six games to go. This yep. could go any way. PSG, obviously, with Champions League commitments. I think we could see them lose Ligue 1. We could see them lose Ligue 1, and that would be... It would be monumental. It would be great to see, yeah. It would be fucking wicked. Even if PSG won the Champions League, do you think it would still be fun to see? Uh, yeah. Is that a fair trade-off? Yeah. yeah, it's a tra- good trade-off. Because the other three teams left are snakes, remember, in the Champions League. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so we have to be on the, we're on the PSG wagon after all I this. I can't believe PSG is the team with the ethics that we're actually trying to align ourselves to. This <laughs> Unbelievable. Is this but, is such a fucked year. You thought 2020 was a bad year. Yeah. I have to say, I really don't... I never. I pay a little attention to France, but I, pro- I never really watch any of their games live. No. I, I remember the other week I went in search of one and ended up watching an, an African <laughs> African Champions League game in like Libya or something. But yeah, Which was I, don't, great entertainment. I do I do like uh watching the highlight show 
that BN Sports put together. They yeah. do like the one-hour highlights package for the Bundesliga, La Liga, all those leagues, all the European leagues minus England, and uh, YouTube as well. YouTube puts up all these. All these leagues have their highlights accessible for free on YouTube. Yes. Um, so check them out. But they're they're another one like the like the German league when the stadiums are full, like when they've got crowds in. It's a very entertaining league to watch. Yeah. Did you see that video of the Bayer Leverkusen fans chanting inside, outside the stadium? Yeah, I did. Excellent. Brilliant. Yeah. Could you, you just can't ask for anything more than fans inside the stadium right now. That's all we're missing. Yeah. It's making it tough. I mean, imagine the players responding to fans chanting outside the stadium. It's just, yeah. What a weird. It's going to be great. What uh, a weird dystopian future. It's going to be great when we get it back. It's soon. It's soon in England. It's, um, there yeah. were fans at Wembley on the weekend. Yeah. I um I know we're a foot uh football pod, but <laughs> see we? on the weekend on the weekend the the uh Collingwood Essendon game that had over seventy five thousand people. Saw a little bit of it, yes. It's it's the highest crowd anywhere in the world since the pandemic started. No way. Which is something for Australia to be proud of, I guess. Well done everyone. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I've got really this week. You got anything else to add? No, not really. No, we've hit over now. We've done all right. I think we've done well. Yeah. Uh, Lecky to City sucks us. Shut the fuck up. Melbourne City. Yeah. Yeah. That's not cool. LaFondra back to Sydney. Not cool. Not cool. Someone Where is the transfer window? I don't know. (laughs) You can just just sign players whenever you like. Apparently. You can get two thirds of the way through the season and add players. We've got five games to go. It's longer than that. Yep. Anyway, we'll still beat them all. I've still got Adelaide to win it. Goody's back and Adelaide are going to win. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Ciao. Well done, everyone.